We're getting a lot of feedback in response to the conversation we were having about Airbnb and the city of Vancouver's move to regulate, and I believe regulate is just another word for shut it down. Would love to hear from you. I'm going to share some of the email a bit later on in the program. Bennett at cknw.com or weekendnews at cknw.com. You can always text the buzz line as well, 604-331-BUZZ. That's uh, 604-331-2899. So we'll share some of that uh, coming up in the next uh, little while. want to shift our focus, though, and talk about this ad. And it was making the rounds on social media this past week. And thankfully, the summer camp program organizers have done some rebranding after a backlash against the ads that came out. This was in the town of Richmond Hill, Ontario, for the summer camps. And they were titled Boys Rule and Girls Rock. Okay, even that has some issues, because who exactly are the boys ruling? But I'll let the titles go. It was then the description of the camps that got a lot of people questioning, really, in 2016? The first one offered rollerblading, ultimate frisbee, and other sports. The second one offered mini manicures, cooking, and baking lessons, tips on how to make healthy snacks. As you can imagine, there was quite a backlash. And as I mentioned, they're now doing some rebranding. But it got me thinking, how is this even still happening? That it's perceived that's what boys want and that's what girls want. That's what boys should do. That's what girls should do. So I thought we should check in with people who work with boys and girls clubs and camps all of the time. Carolyn Tuckwell joins me now. She is the president and CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of Southern BC. Carolyn, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Oh, happy to be here. Uh, did you see the ads that came out of Richmond Hill, Ontario? Uh, just briefly, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> sometimes things seem like such a good idea at the time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what, what was your response when you saw or when you heard that here were these ads that, that exactly, like I just said, extreme sports for boys and baking and mini manicures for girls? Uh, yeah, well, I think, you know, the uh, we, of course, as you would expect, try hard not to be critical of our peers out there. Um, I think I think that what you're what you're uh, seeing and the reactions um, have to do with stereotypes that we don't want to see continue. Um, and I think it's uh, it's a good reminder of how careful we have to be in terms of uh, of the messages we are putting out there. Um, I think that, you know, so often what um, what we realize when we're working with, with kids is that what we say and how we say it is just as important as, you know, as the things we do. Um, language is at the center of a lot of the stereotypes that are perpetuated um, despite our best efforts. How much of an effort or, or how much uh, focus is put then when, when we have clubs uh, for boys and girls and we have uh, different activities to make sure that, uh, because we all know it, it's fine if girls and boys want to do different things, uh, but how much, how much focus is put to make sure that it's open and that, that, different, that, that uh, kids aren't kind of pigeonholed based on gender? Well, I think it's incredibly important. Um, and, uh, and that, I think, is, you know, for us, the focus is, uh, can we help kids to grow up today and really um, have every opportunity to pursue the things that they uniquely are going to be passionate about and good at? Uh, and that means exposure to everything, not just a, a laundry list that follows their gender or their age. Um, and and so that's certainly what we try to do. I think it's part of what a lot of youth ser- serving organizations are 
are trying to do by having kids involved in the decision-making around uh, what kind of programming is offered. Uh, because if kids are, are are getting to participate in saying, you know, what activities are going to they get access to and what activities uh, they get to sign up for, uh, they're more likely to be engaged in it and they're more likely to stay, which is, in terms of programs like ours, critically important because intensity and duration of, of involvement in organizations like ours increase the protective factors over the long term. And so how much how much of it is, is coming from the kids on what they want to do and that kind of uh, sets the tone or sets what, what the programs will offer? Well, here um, at Boys and Girls Clubs of South Coast BC, we certainly have the kids very involved in, in defining uh, the programs that, that we're offering. Um, and, and when I say programs, I guess what I mean is um, activities because, um, you know, part of the magic of the Boys and Girls Club is, is that we're offering um, opportunities for them to belong in a safe, healthy place in their out-of-school hours, so when they aren't at home or at school. And it's less curriculum-based by design because we know kids have spent, you know, many, many hours at school in, embedded in curriculum during their week, and they need a chance for more free-flowing, experiential learning that happens by doing, not by more curriculum. Not that we don't support curriculum, we absolutely do, but um, so they, you know, we want them to come at the end of the day and get to decide what they participate in. And, and gender roles, you know, really don't apply other than as it relates to, you know, safety. Um, uh, and so, you know, a, a good example is that uh, our preteen boys are more interested in our cooking programs than ever before. They're a totally hot item, which is great. And, and there's no, you know, there should be no restrictions around around how kids are spending their time in those kinds of safe, you know, good-for-them kinds of programs. Uh, and, and that kind of leads, my next question was going to be uh, along that line, in that uh, kids tease, kids uh, say things uh, sometimes, you know, you're still learning what's acceptable and what's not, what might hurt somebody's feelings, uh, what might not. Uh, how do you deal or do you have to deal with, with kids poking fun at others, perhaps, if they choose to do an activity that, 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 seems, uh, that seems maybe not uh, mainstream? Absolutely. We deal with that all of the time. We deal with it in real time and we deal with it in a strength-based way. Uh, so in our, in our clubs after school, what you'll find is um, a really healthy ratio of, of leaders. So that's a mix of our paid professional staff and volunteers um, and, and the kids. And so the, our volunteers and our staff are young people themselves that, uh, that our kids find cool and want to be like. And we keep really healthy ratios because while the kids look up to these people, um, they they also just want to be with them. And and by the staff being amongst them, they're able to give positive redirection and coaching as opposed to punitive, um, you know, kind of correction that, that feels like kids are being shamed. And by doing that kind of coaching in real time, kids learn what's acceptable and what isn't. Um, and the staff get the chance to, in a relaxed environment, talk to the kids again in real time about why it's important to be respectful of others and why we have a zero tolerance policy for for bullying and um, and teasing behaviors uh, because they're not good for anyone. 
<laughs> and do you find, is, is it becoming more complicated just with so much out there, be it screen time, be it different influences that think kids that might be exposed to? Is it becoming more complicated for kids to, to figure that out? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm not sure that I'm such a big fan of, of thinking about things as being the mo- most complicated than, you know, uh, that it's ever been. I think partly because um, the world is always changing. And, and there's actually really interesting research that is um, starting to show that the way that kids today are exposed to the online world and screen time and, and um, the various kinds of uh, stimulations that come with that it's actually changing how um, how brains are working and how how many things we can handle at a time so I guess sure that could mean that it's more complicated I think um, we like to kind of stick to the basics which is um, is helping kids to understand why it's important to behave in certain ways and why it's important um, why they matter, why it's important to take the time to think about what they uniquely want to do and, and to, to be surrounded by people that are going to help them to get that exposure. Um, so as we're thinking about, you know, them coming into our clubs every day, we know there's important rules that they need to understand. If they're not following them, then they need um, positive strength-based correction to help them to kind of follow those rules. And and most importantly, we do that well when they know we care about them and we believe in them. Whether they're a girl or a boy or 6 or 12 or 17, it doesn't matter. It's about those relationships that are healthy and giving them access to them and giving them the chance to practice and fail and and then get back up and try again. All right. Well, Carolyn, thank you so much for joining us and talking about this. Uh, timely as well as uh, we're getting close to, to the summer and, and such. I think so much for your time. Oh, well, thank you. All right. That is uh, Carolyn Tuckwell. She's the president and CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of Southern BC. Uh, would love to get your take on this as well. I don't know if you saw the ads out of uh, Richmond Hill, Ontario. And again, not to, to be completely uh, making fun of them or completely ganging up on them. But it was uh, an ad. It was something that was making the rounds on social media and many people questioning how in the year 2016 is this an ad for girls camps and boys camps that is being put out there in all seriousness.